We all want to feel peace in our lives, peace in our choices, our beliefs, our relationships, and our environment. I've learned that this desired contentment is often found through holding on to less. When we pare down what we own, what we consume, and what we value, we're left with what's intentional, a personalized curation of what is important and true and useful to us. I'm Shannon Laco, and you're listening to Paring Down, a podcast aimed at helping you declutter not only your home, but any area of your life that's overwhelming. Here, we're having interesting and honest conversations about the physical and mental clutter that drowns out what truly matters to each of us. And together, we'll learn how to pare it all down, not for the sake of perfection or becoming rigid, rather so we can move through life with less overwhelm and more joy, wisdom, and peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I am very um, nervous, maybe would be a word for it, excited, but mostly just really happy to have my husband here with me in the studio, aka our closet. Hi, Dave. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Oh, he's so formal. He's a formal guy, you know. Um, but we we are here to talk a little bit about our decluttering story as a couple, what it's been like for us uh, to move through the process of getting rid of a lot of things while having very different mindsets and perspectives and standards. And what would, what's the word that you said earlier? We just have like different views. Perspectives. Perspectives, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on um, on stuff. Or we used to. I would say we're getting a lot closer to meeting in the middle. But anyway, today is the last episode of the mini series here on Pairing Down, which is Pairing Down Relationships. So what better way to finish it off the week of Valentine's Day than by talking to my own Valentine? Bun. Oh, yes. he calls me Bun. Why do you call me Bun? Uh, I think it was Amazing Race. It was the Amazing Race. They, it was a Hun Bun. You're right. It was Bethany Hamilton yeah, who Bethany has Bethany Hamilton. Yeah, she has one arm from getting yeah. eaten by a shark, which is also my yeah. biggest fear. On Amazing Race, her husband called her Hun Bun, like short for Honey Bun, and then we just started calling each other yeah, Bun because they were awesome. They were awesome. They were like the best couple. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning. I feel like the people need to know kind of why. <laughs> we're together before they learn all the reasons why it might seem weird that we're together so last week i talked to them through all my exes <laughs> did i oh tell you gosh. about that uh i think you mentioned it yeah yeah so i talked about all the guys that i dated before aaron um but i didn't tell everyone how we met do you want to tell the people what was our yeah, origin story our origin story so there i was because <laughs> that's how all good sea stories start so there i was i was living in virginia beach and met somebody, met somebody, met somebody, ended up with, at my roommate's place. And like through that, that social group, I met um, Jen. Yeah. And so basically I came down to visit my parents in Virginia Beach and said, uh, you know, they'd kind of convinced me to move back. It was kind of this long story. I was living outside of D.C. at the time and I texted Jen. But the, what's the funny part about Jen and this whole circle of how I actually met Jen was through... Do you know? You know. Yeah. My yeah, ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. So our my ex-boyfriend ended up being at our wedding. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was like, a, he's he awesome dude. He's a mutual friend. So because you become friends. part of this crew while I was living in New we York and We were just at different time frames. Different times. You know? It's so funny. Yeah, it's so, it's so cool to think about how things work out in life, right? Because, like, if I had never met him, 
And the story about meeting him was ridiculous, right? It was like we were singing karaoke at Christmas and then I was not that into it. And then I went dog sledding in Minnesota and he happened, I like get into after seven days of dog sledding in negative 20 degrees with nine strangers. I was 22 when I did that. I was in this airport in Ely, Minnesota. No, it must have been Minneapolis. It's still, and I look across and there's this guy sitting there that had taken me out on a couple dates before I left. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? So we saw each other in Minnesota. And that's the only reason we ended up dating is because we bonded on this flight home. So that whole relationship was so bizarre to begin with. And then it ended up being the reason I met my husband five, six yeah, years later. So crazy. is so crazy. To yeah. Me. And so, yeah. And so I had become, since you had left, you become friends with him. I've been friends with everybody. People. Yeah. And so then they were like, Hey, and so Jen was like, Hey, we're having a party. We're having a, a, a barbecue in one of my girlfriend's from back in the days moving back and you me. should yeah and then uh and she's really cool i think you'd like her you should meet her you should meet her and i didn't know this though because they didn't tell me so i texted jen and crystal who again i had met years and years earlier when i because they were friends with my ex-boyfriend so like it was his circle of friends but we had stayed in touch and they were the only ones really i knew still in the virginia beach area because most of my like high school friends had moved away mm -hmm. and so they that's why i texted them that weekend I was visiting town and they yeah invited me to the party but they didn't tell me about you they were just like yeah let's hang out come over and then when I got to the party we met and I had no idea you knew that I was like a free agent and that yeah. you, you would come pretty specifically to meet me fact I had no idea I just was like who is this like very good looking charismatic guy that I'm flirting with but I was <laughs> I thought you were gay not because you have like a gaydar but because your roommate Steve at the time so he was gay or is gay and we love steve and i think i didn't understand how could this perfect human this like super hot super fun interesting guy just like plop into my lap i mean i was like pretty jaded at that point <laughs> in my dating life and i was like this guy's not real he's got to be gay yeah because uh <laughs> you know single guys are you know heterosexual single guys are not as cool they're the worst they're, they're the worst <laughs> so anyway so we we meet and then uh you know i'm pulling out all the stuffs He's um, pulling out all the stops. I'm still like gay, straight, gay, straight, gay, straight. I finally asked Crystal. I'm like, what's up with that guy, good. Aaron? I, I came in under the radar. Uh huh. And then know? when she confirmed that not only were you straight, <laughs> but you were also like they're wanting to meet me, that they had told you about me, and that's why you came to the party. Then it was like game on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you guys, we talked the rest of the yeah. night at yeah. that party. It was or, great. That was like a 2 p.m. situation. Yeah. And then we all went to dinner. And I remember we didn't sit next to each other at dinner. There was like probably 15 of us at this big table at Chicks. And I kept looking over at you and being like, this guy's fake laughing. I knew your fake laugh very early on within yeah. a couple hours. And I feel like that speaks to how we, how much we connected. It's like we just sensed a lot with yeah, each other. Yeah, we can tell what, yeah. what each other were, were thinking. But that night ended great you asked if you kiss me when we got to our fourth location of the night it was like just the two of us finally yeah so date four date night four, one night one day four night one day four um yeah I, it was like by then it was like i wanted to kiss you but it Aww. was there was not like a good in or like i don't know and then i was like really into you i was starting to get really into you and so then i was like getting in my head and i was like oh man i gotta I'm just gonna make you it did you asked above like, board okay kissed you? I, I wanted to keep everything like above board which was really i don't want to mess anything up Oh, and you didn't. You, you were know. great. So I then go back and tell my sister. I go back to DC. I tell my sister-in-law via G chat. I was like, I met this guy. We had totally hit it off. It was like I was she actually read this entire G chat exchange I had with her at our wedding. Do you remember that during I do. her speech? I do. That was great. <laughs> and I was 
like, I feel like I just met the male version of myself. Like, <laughs> like he's just, you know, and I just remember being like, that was great, but I didn't think it was going to go anywhere because we shared our whole life story with each other in the four dates on yeah. one, in one day. And you that we never, had. we would never find out anything new about each other. No, it was that I thought you were going to get back, back well. together with your ex. And so uh, we didn't talk for the month that I moved. I was like yeah. still living well, in DC. And I'm just making that joke because like literally I find out something new about you every day. Every single day. You know, like that you're scared of bubbles or. I'm not things, scared of things bubbles. Things with holes. Oh, yeah, I don't. Uh, what it's trip, tryptophobia. Little holes next to each other. <clears throat> Actually, I can't look too close about this. Mike has them. Oh, now man. Now we're talking about it. I don't know. You'll never be able to unsee it. <sighs> I hate That's it. it. Podcast the worst, over. Honestly, the way it affects my life the worst is uh, the seeds inside of bell peppers. Like the fact that they're all—I can't even say—they're like they're hanging cl- off the. They're clustered. They're clustered, ah! cl- like clinging. On I can't. That, ah, stop it! Don't say those words. All right, all right, ah! all right. That's Anyways, okay, okay, moving on. Or like so, how your your you get pins and needles in your feet. My feet hurt when I get scared, and Aaron thinks that it's ridiculous, but I've looked it up and I've googled it, and <laughs> other people experience this that when you're scared, like like shock factor scared, like you think your car is about to crash, or like you're at the top of a roller coaster, it feels like someone's puts knives inside my feet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> anyways we continue to learn about each other but i thought you were gonna get back together with your ex and i was like very much didn't want anything to do with that because i had just gotten over a guy who had an on again off again girlfriend for like nine years which is similar to your ex and i wanted nothing to do with a situation like that again and so we didn't talk for about a month but then i moved back to virginia beach a month later from dc and we went on our first date and he rolls up in his motorcycle Actually, I was there with my dad. My, I was going on this date, but then I brought my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, we can meet for a drink at like five because I'm meeting this guy at six. And so my dad meets me at the bar at five. And then it's like 5.50. I'm like, you should really get going, Dad. Like, I don't want to be sitting here with my dad. Yeah, that's my early <laughs> date to meet <laughs> so, my parents. And so then Dad and I were like sitting on the porch of this uh, this restaurant. And like this motorcycle was up. And he's like, it's not this guy in the motorcycle, is it? <laughs> And I was like, no, he doesn't ride a motorcycle because I didn't know that you did. We didn't know anything about each other. No, we didn't know anything. And so literally as my dad leaves, Aaron walks up with his helmet under his under his arm and looks so good. Might I tell you? And his like leather jacket and the and the helmet. I was like, this guy's hotter than I remember. And then my dad is literally crossing past him and like waving goodbye to me in front of the fence. And he sees Aaron sitting there. And I remember my dad being like, like, oh, is that him? Like give me a silent thumbs up. And I'm like, dad, don't like, no, you gotta leave. You can't know that you're my dad. Like you gotta leave. Anyways, I remember that very well. But we basically didn't want to leave that night. And I remember they let us sit outside with our glasses of water and we're like, just leave the glasses of water here overnight. Yeah. Like they closed down and went home and we just kept sitting there with our glasses of water. So we could talk. 37 North. All right. The story's gotten really long. The point is, it's just we really liked each other and we were engaged two months after that. Yeah. Yeah. We said, I, I love you. You said, I at love Jesse's. you at Jesse's by accident. By accident. Yes. You know, when I, Mexican food, that it just like, I don't know, it gets me going. It's a truth serum in Mexico. Truth serum. <laughs> it is. It is. There's nothing like, uh, oh, the Jesse's like is so good. Yep. I just feel like it's, always inspirational to me to think about our little love story because not only is it proof that like things can happen quickly if you communicate and like are on the same page and aren't afraid to talk about big things because and messed up a lot in your past and messed up a lot in your past i had i had a messed up learn learn a lot of lessons yeah you learned a lot of lessons educated i would say you learned a lot of lessons with one person and i learned a lot of lessons with a lot of different people yeah (laughs) so at the end of the day we both knew what we wanted and what we didn't but What's inspirational and exciting about it for me, even to this day, is to never, I always have hope, 
for the future because I was not happy with the way my life was going in April of that year when I met you. And by December of the same year, I was married, living in a new city and had a new job. Like my whole life looked different from yeah. like I literally on April 24th, the it day before I met quickly. It escalated quickly. The day before I met you, I was like, I'm going to be single the rest of my life. I don't know where I'm going to move, what I'm going to do. I don't like where I'm, where I am right now. I don't like my career director trajectory, all of it. And then it's like literally in the same year, 2015, by December of the same year, I was married to the love of my life, living in a new city and like on a new career path. Like it was so ridiculous. What did people say to you when they knew that you got engaged this quickly? They definitely didn't believe it. Yeah. They were, this is a joke. They're like, no, way. they're <laughs> like, are you sure? Are you sure you're not just like, you know, being dumb, being dumb. My friends thought it was a joke. They what thought happened? like when I posted online, they thought or, I was uh, just like, being silly. You, uh, is there now somebody else in the equation? Yeah. Like a, a baby or something. I'm oh like, yeah. People like, definitely no, thought no. I was pregnant. Yeah. 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 People didn't say that to me as much, but I know they said it to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no baby until yeah. a year and a half later. Thank God. Babies are hard, man. Babies are hard. <laughs> Anywho. Not for the faint of heart. Okay. Sure. So if you guys can't tell, which maybe you can't because I feel like you've been doing so great, sweetie. But like talking is not Aaron's thing. Talking is my thing. Yeah. He is so smart when it comes to like numbers. He's an engineer. You're... Uh, you like build ships basically for a living in the Coast Guard. I am the communicator, but you've been doing really well. But I wanted to get Thanks. your juices flowing by none of that business, Aaron. Calm Not down. that kind We're of podcast. We're on camera. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so. By doing some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Wiggle it out. Lightning, lightning round. Lightning round. Let's Here go. we go. Favorite All movie. Right. Favorite movie. Go. <sighs> Kelly's Heroes. I've literally had no idea, and I don't know what that movie is. No, we'll have to watch it. Okay. What? What is it? It's uh, it's like it's like an eighties movie, isn't it? Mm, I think it's like sixties or seventies, sixties. Oh, I don't know. Is it black and white? No, it is not black and white. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Donald Sutherland, Telly Savalas. They're uh, they go behind enemy lines to rob a bank. It's and it's like World War Two. It's great, great <laughs> guys, film. I'm gonna be check learning. it out. <laughs> much about my husband on this podcast today okay if you could have one superpower what would it be that's tough um i don't know i guess maybe just general super strength would be cool like mr incredible yeah that'd be great <laughs> what sport did you play in college i did I crew uh-huh and in, in the beginning and then uh, uh rugby for the last two years oh. and then we did um boxing for the winter workouts what about fencing i did fencing oh, yeah but not really in college i did in high school oh i told anders you did it in college all right uh, um as you can see he's a well-rounded young man the more you know okay uh what was your first job chick-fil-a ah, i knew that one and i was so excited to tell the people I feel like <laughs> that speaks to your character yeah i agree <laughs> you're a very friendly like amiable person thanks amiable is that yeah. the right word or amiable? high quality is it yeah. amenable or amiable? I'm, amenable? I'm asking amenable? the wrong person. Yeah, I don't know. He barely knows how to read. Yeah, I don't know how to read. I just memorized a lot of words. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite food? Um, mm, cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah, that tracks. Um, if you could eat dinner with one person, dead or alive, and who would it be? Hmm. That's a toughie. Oh, man, you. I knew you were going to say <laughs> me. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. 
nothing I do it oh, I do and I get to do it every day so, oh, so sweet brownie points Thanks. okay what's our third child's birthday um March 16th what year uh 2021 wow honestly didn't think you were gonna get that right what no because I, I fail out all the like the admin like, oh like health insurance and all that stuff so i have to i have to write all that stuff that's down. true you do do that god bless. otherwise i wouldn't know thank sure. you for doing that okay so we um already talked about how we met a little bit and i'm gonna ask you this not to toot my own horn but because i feel like it's important to know why we kind of like each other when it, before we dive into all the reasons that we've struggled with the decluttering together. <laughs> you got to like amp it up. You got to amp up the feelings before we like start to uh, burn them off. Correct. Okay. okay. So I'll start all the reasons I like you. Oh. Yeah. You ready? All right. It's, you're you're going to start. I'm going to start. Okay. okay. So I feel like some of the main reasons I fell in love with you and I still love you so much are your openness. I feel like you're one of the most open people in the world. Like you don't judge people. You're very, uh, you treat people like individuals and you, like you truly just don't care about things that don't matter. And I really love that about you. Um, I think that you're very smart and that's very attractive to me. I think that you're the funniest person I've ever met. There have been no, there's no person on this planet who can make me spit out my drink like from laughter except for you you were very good at doing that um it's and, a goal it's definitely like keeping tabs i know um and i would say i also just appreciate your zest for life like you are so fun and out there and i know that's like part of why sometimes you hold on to so much stuff but i really love how much you just like live what do you call it ridiculous more you're not yeah. ridiculous you're ridiculous more As, uh, yeah key at coin that term yeah your best friend said that about you and it's so true but you you know you live big you have big dreams you are adventurous you are you just like take life by the horns and i just yeah. think that's great okay your turn what do you like about me Man, i don't know if we have enough time <laughs> is there is there a time limit on this podcast i guess it's your no, podcast i'll, I'll edit know. it if we need oh, to, okay so okay go good for good it. So in no particular order, I, I think you're very smart as well. Mm. I think you compliment me. I think I really, I have a lot of respect for your writing ability, your reading ability. I think, um, I don't know, that's just something that's been, you know, that I have no concept of. Literacy. Know, or, or literacy, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> like, I think it's an important thing for, for the youth. And uh, and I'd love to be literate, but you know, and that's why, and, and that's what you've got, you know. And so, um, ladies, you can get a man if you can read. Moving on, exactly, exactly. Um, uh, besides that, uh, I think I didn't find this out till later, till we were already. I think we're like we were already engaged, but um, I love your singing. I think you know, I'm always I'm, I'm very music, musically oriented, interested although I cannot sing. And so I really like your, your talent for that. Um, I like your passion. I think you are very passionate. Um, you, you come up with these great ideas for things to do, these, you know, these goals and, and then you, and then you drive them home and you follow through and you get it done. Whereas like, I will start a lot of projects and you know, I'm very uh, like renaissance maybe but you like you set the aim 
you know, for your goal. And then you, and then you go and you like climb the mountain and you reach the summit and you get there and no matter how hard it is. And I think that's something that's, you know, I've always looked up to you about. I think that's great. It's something I can do better, obviously. Hey, Eva. Know? And that's why we have all this stuff in our house that we are, we're going to talk about later. <laughs> it's because I start a lot of projects. Um, Oh my gosh, you do not have to keep going. Thank you. That was so sweet. I would okay. also say you're an, uh, this is obviously post marriage, but you're an amazing dad. Oh, like uh, really good. Thank you. Yeah, the kids are lucky. Well, you're a great mom. Well, thanks. Like you hold, you hold our family together. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Okay. So now that we're done tooting each other's horns, I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah. Horn um, <laughs> let's talk about all the stuff in our house. Okay. So what was your take on stuff before we met? Like, like just belongings and gadgets and things? I, really liked and like stuff why did you like stuff? i like gadgets i don't know i've always been a gearhead you know if there's like some cool new gadget or like the I, i've always liked the right tool for the job of um you know and so like if there's a way to get it done in you know with the right tool i would prefer to have the right tool and then you know i would say like a preppy like not preppy like polo shirt preppy and board you no know, you're like there what if the shoes, world ends but yeah but what if the world ends but i'm not like you know building bunkers in the basement prepping. you probably would honestly but yeah i like having like i like having the ability to not be flat-footed what, what the world needs to know is that you're not worried about like war or famine you're worried about zombies uh, yeah i feel like you're worried more about less. more like extraterrestrial life like you're more worried about things that like are a little bit fable-ish rather than like war and famine mm. <laughs> you definitely think there could be a zombie apocalypse i don't really think there could be a zombie apocalypse but i feel like if you are covered for a zombie apocalypse then you're pretty much covered for okay so else. it's not that you believe it it's just that's your standard yeah i just like you know it's a good like standard to raise and then like <laughs> you set the bar at zombie apocalypse and then you're covered then you're good if there's a war then everything under that is like gravy you okay know? that makes a little more sense to me i always thought you actually believed in zombies no other zombies are like a pet peeve of mine a pet a pet peeve? Yeah, like something that I'm like they're not they into. Annoy you? No, well, I mean, just like because they're already dead and like you know, and they can bite you and you're done. You know, it, it just seems like something that's it's tough. It's a tough, a tough nut to crack. So you know, what's a tough nut to crack. It's you. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> um, I appreciate that you have strong feelings about zombies. Again, yeah. I'm learning. A lot I know. About I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you are a little bit of a doomsday prepper and yeah. you also are a gearhead and so like if you like you could use a spoon to scoop ice cream but why would you use a spoon if you could get this super awesome ice cream scooper yeah absolutely or like if anybody's ever had thrifty ice cream like my favorite ice cream is like the chocolate malted crunch from thrifties and they have like a certain ice cream scoop that they only do there and uh and it, it takes me back do we own that we do own that that's the one we have no that's not the one we used on the regular see we have a hidden ice cream <laughs> scoop in this house <laughs> you know what we're gonna do right after this podcast eat ice cream we're gonna <laughs> go throw yes. away the other ice cream scoop and only use the thrifties one okay. why in the world would you use a different ice cream scoop than the one that brings you joy because the other one brings me joy too does the thrifties one even work yeah it does <laughs> well the thrifties one's for like ice cream cones oh my god and we don't we typically eat ice cream out of a mug on a daily or not a daily basis but you know <laughs> do you guys see do you see what there i'm working go. with here 
Okay. <clears throat> so that was your take on stuff before we met. Um, yeah. Okay. So when we got married, you had like a two car garage storage unit, essentially. Yes. Okay. Did that ever bother you that you had a storage unit? Or yes. Was it, it did? Yeah. It, I thought it was more like out of sight, out of mind. No, it, it bothered me. Well, the problem is because uh, in my job, I moved so much and I was always like, you know, I was never in like a necessarily big house. I was always like in like, you know, small, like a one bedroom or like a studio or like a house or like, you know, I was like bouncing around. And so I'd like get stuff to fill up a house and then it would go into the storage unit and I live in a small apartment and then I move into a house and I'd fill that house up. And then, you know, and then so, in, or I'd need something and it'd be stuck in the storage unit and buried in the bottom. And so I just get a new one, but there was never a way to reset. And, you know, and the storage unit isn't, you know, built for easily like taking everything out, laying it out nice and neat, having in like, you know, trying to get rid of some stuff or like consolidate. It's just like a, you know, it's not something I'm interested in. It's a big in. hole where things go to die. Yeah. And it's not a, and it's not something I'm interested in doing. Like if I have free time, I'm not going to be doing that. And so I'd rather like, oh, I'll just buy another screwdriver or whatever. And then, you know, and then move on and then go about whatever I want to do. And then so the stuff just accumulates. And so it is until now that we've actually like had a place of, a, you know, regularity and size and that we could put all of the stuff consolidated all into the garage and then get rid of it. Well, we actually, we had that in Virginia beach like five years ago. Yeah. But we, I was under, I was going underway. Right. So that's the thing is I feel like I'm inter I'm actually interested yeah. and I'm glad that you brought up that it bothered you because it is a lot of a waste of money, not just like the monthly payment, but like you said, like a lot of times people put things in there and then they don't want to have to go find it in there. So they just buy another one. Exactly. And like like, it would always, because being part of being a, like the prepper or whatever, like it would really annoy me when I get something so that when I needed it, I would have it and then I would need it and I wouldn't have access to it. And it would like infuriate me and like super, super frustrating. Cause I'm like, I know I have like 37 of these things and they're all like locked up in various, you know, layers of the storage unit. That storage unit was aggressive. Okay. I think one of the biggest mindsets that a lot of times people face when they like tell their partner they want to declutter, like I told you is that the partner tends to be like, well, it doesn't bother me. The clutter doesn't bother me. The stuff doesn't bother me. So well, then why should I care or have to do all this work with it if it doesn't really bother me? Did you ever experience that feeling? No, I would say my stuff is, you know, I would think the biggest root of it is like I invested time and money in like going up the mountain. I got halfway up the mountain and I like hit pause and then moved on to something else. But I could always like hit play and continue up the mountain. With these different hobbies. With the different hobbies, right? So I got them to like where I knew enough that like I was in, within striking distance of of like, you know, you know, crossing the finish line and then, you know, moved on to something else. And so to then give that up, then I felt like I would never, you know, I would never find the time to get back to that spot and then cross the finish line again. And so it's, you know, it was kind of like all that investment in time and money that I spent on it is now gone. That's like admitting that I, and it's also admitting that I would never get there kind of a thing, mm. you know, which is like a, you know, some humble pie kind of a thing. Like, you know, I wanted to do this thing. I didn't follow through. Here's yet another thing I didn't follow through with kind of a thing, you know, which, has been 
something that you know is obviously you got to come to terms with and that you have helped me edit and like bring that stuff down and that's key to being able to focus on if there's less noise than focusing on like things I really want to do. Like there's not time in the day to do everything. And so if I pare it down to, you know, things that I really, really, really am into right now, then I will actually get them done or like things that are not consistent with my life anymore. You know, like I'd be like, Oh man, it'd be great to juggle axes or something, but maybe we shouldn't do that. Well, we have a toddler. Well, we have a toddler, you know, like it's not the, I'm not in that season anymore. Or like DJing, I think is a big one for you. Yeah. You used to love to do, but it's like, we're not going to house parties anymore, nor exactly. are we going to be staying up late at night where you would yeah. DJ because we have bedtime at seven. Exactly. That's, that's a big one. That's a good example. Right. Yeah. So while like, if that was my like purest of passions and that was my job, it'd be one thing, but as a hobby it's not really i'm not gonna be like yo i've been working all week i'll see ya i'm gonna go to a bar or you know a wedding and like dj and uh and i'll, I'll see like, you later you're gonna do what sir exactly right come and back that... here how we get these crazy children in their beds exactly right so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. but then on the flip side i feel like one that you've held on to even though part of me not part of me there i in my no in my <laughs> journey here too of learning how to make sure that i'm respecting you and who you are and how you operate here um something i haven't done super well is while i've tried to help you pare down i've also i think tried to eliminate more than you're ready for or want to and one that you've really pushed to keep that actually does make sense is beer beer brewing brewing beer you have a bunch of stuff to brew beer and you've gotten rid of a fair amount of it that was like big and bulky and that maybe is a little outdated but i feel like that's one that even though right now you're not doing it you have done the research you've climbed halfway up the mountain as you said and it's something you can do at home in the garage during nap time yeah it's feasible are you doing it right now no so i think that's where i struggle because mm -hmm. i'm like oh like you're, when are you going to do that what else you, you know during nap time you're doing x y and z blah, 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 right that's where like all of those uh, kind of thoughts come in for me. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate that you've been able to distinguish between something like DJing and brewing beer and recognize which one fits into my life. And you're absolutely right that like brewing beer would make sense yeah. for our time and schedule. What would you say though to someone who does kind of have that mindset of like, I know my partner cares, but I don't. So why should I have to participate in this? Like what, what is your take on that? Well, I think if it's like that, I feel like if you care about your partner, then you should want what's best for your partner. And if it makes them, brings them joy or like it makes their life easier and less stressful, less prone to anxiety, if you get rid of the thing that you don't care about, then you should get rid of it. Um, and you know, that's to me, that like makes sense. Right. And then, but the problem is with me a lot of times as I'm into the thing. And so it's like, then you get to the thing like, well, why? So you want it gone and that would make you happy, but I want it here and it actively makes me happy, you know, then why is your happiness more important than my happiness kind of a thing like right. all the time. Right. And obviously not i mean it's a compromise right right and so like some things you go okay let's get rid of this and then you meet me halfway and then we keep some things like you've been really good about you know 
they allow me to keep like kitchen stuff and because that is a hobby that I can do because it's like you know let me reframe I'm not letting you keep kitchen stuff not letting. I think yeah, yeah, we've yeah, come yeah, yeah. to a conclusion where both of us feel good about it yeah because I know it makes you happy and I think that's the key like you said is that <clears throat> this is a matter of like caring about our partner and yes. I think the I'm problem sorry, is is that people no, I know but I think the pe- that people get like like all caught up but then they're gonna just get their way all the time and instead of recognizing that like for me and I'm sure for you too I mean tell me if I'm wrong but like for me when you are more willing to be like you know what honey let's go ahead and get rid of the DJ speakers because I know that's not gonna work then I'm more likely to be like, oh, but I don't want you to not have anything fun because I care about you. So, you know, with the kitchen stuff, like got hold on to those muffin tins or whatever it is you want to keep because I know that that brings you joy. And I think both partners just have to really care about the other one mm. and stop being so scared that one of them is going to get like yeah. run over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also I think and one of the things that you've helped me get to is just because something is, you know, I really like something or, you know, brings me joy. Like if, you know, everything's bringing me joy, but I'm also like, you know, but it's locked away. Like it's got to bring a significant amount of joy if, if I can have it locked away unseen in the garage, right? It can't be just like, oh, if it brings me like a little bit of joy, so I'm going to hang on to it, then that is not that the balance isn't there. And so in getting rid of stuff, like you're like, hey, if you want it, fine. You just got to like, when you're like, hey, I'm, I'm down with that if that brings you joy, but let's display it in the house or whatever. And then, you know, then brings the next question, like, would I want that displayed in the house? And like, maybe I don't. And so maybe then I have to like come to terms with, yeah, maybe I should get rid of something because I don't want that. I want it in the garage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's not where it should live. Maybe it should be out somewhere like doing what it's supposed to be doing, you know, as opposed to not to anthropomorphize. I think it, something that you've gotten a lot better at is being able to distinguish what is something that I like the idea of doing versus yeah. something that I actually want to do. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a big proponent. If like, if you're going to have it, use it. I mean, I go back to the Thrifty's ice cream scoop, but like <clears throat> for me, okay, if you love that ice cream scoop, that is the ice cream scoop we should be using, yeah. you know? And I know it's the cone versus the bowl or whatever. Yeah. I also, how, why is there a difference? You're just making a ball of ice cream, whether it's going into a, a cone or a cup. You need to explain this to me. You're right. It's eating at me right now. We're going to do it. I'll, I'll do it. We'll film. Well, no, I wonder why, what like makes a, it better for a cone though? Like how is that? It's just the shape. It, does, it doesn't make it better for a cone. It makes it, it is just the thrifties ice cream cone shape. That is like the only time you ever but see that. But could we put that in a bowl? Yeah. We should. Good idea. See, like that's why we, you know, we have these conversations, and you're just like, you're finding, you're like, you're giving me pearls, mom. Oh, honey. Figure this stuff out. Okay, so how did you feel when I first was like, I want to start getting rid of more. Like, I really want to start tearing down. Wanted to die. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes. No. No. It was okay. It was like all right. Did you immediately feel, so the, how did you immediately So feel? the first time you're like, let's get rid of all of this stuff. I was like, yes. I was like, that makes sense. We got to like pare it down. We got to get rid of this stuff. There's so much stuff and we need to consolidate. And I, you know, there's some things I'm good at and some things I'm not good at. And one, you know, and I, 
and it's tough, like multitasking or being able to do like a little bit of a time. Like I really need, at least for this, I need to like lay it all out on a tarp or in the yard or in the driveway and just be like, and they group things together and then go, oh, I got 47 of these. Who knew? Who knew? Let's, you know, I, I can get away with 20 of them okay. or whatever or one. So you were into the idea. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But then like, but then when I had to make like some hard choices, I was like, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were. I'm good. I feel like your defenses went up pretty quickly. Yeah. Whenever I would suggest something in the garage, I'm imagining us back in Virginia Beach and me suggesting getting rid of a bunch of your photographs from uh, photography class in high school. Yeah. I remember you were like, it was, there was this wall that went up that I had never seen in you before. Yeah. Where, why did you immediately feel defensive? Um, Because it was like, for like again i think i have like strong attachments to like the for me i have strong attachments to like the the what it went the time and like what i you know the music i was listening to and the memories and the memories and just like everything the story and the whatever and so like that stuff represented a very very you know important time for me in my life um something i was like super interested in and and just uh um, you know, very formative time in my life. And so like to then throw it out just seems like I just couldn't handle it. You mm-hmm. know, I want to like, you know, hang on to it, like open it up. Like I'm just imagining, you know, going up in the attic in a hundred years and going, oh man, I'm blowing the dust off and been like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. You know, and now it's got, you know, and then it could be hypothetically gone. You know, things are easier now that you can like digitize stuff, but you know. So what helped you kind of move through that mindset to be able to start making those harder choices? Just like, you know, letting it go kind of just, you know, just, you know, it's like, I love it, you know, just like say, Hey, it was amazing. And it's a good time. Maybe saving like one or two like quintessential pieces and then, you know, letting the rest of it go, you know, just like editing down to what, you know, less fluff and more you know like the really nice like the ones that i was like particularly proud of or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, like you don't need to keep all of them in order to preserve the memory yeah like one right and then like and then like just kind of like going you know in certain cases just like just tossing it all away and then and then looking around being like am i still alive and i'm still alive and i'm like you know and then like you know, years later, like not even thinking about it. Like every once in a while, like I might be like, oh, it would be cool to like pull that out. But, but is it worth hauling it around everywhere all the time? Like, nah, like I'm good. Aaron, this growth, it's so cool. And it's really, really powerful because you've struggled with this in a way I haven't really. I've always been pretty heartless with stuff. Um, and so it's really going to be helpful for people to be like, oh, I totally know where he's coming from, you know, and to hear that a lot of this is learned experience. Like it was probably incredibly difficult for you the first time you just got rid of something like cold turkey, but then you learned that you survived and that it really wasn't worth all of the energy to preserve it and carry it with you everywhere. And that makes your decisions going forward easier because you have seen that you have lived through it. Right. But that the beginning is the hardest part because it's like taking a leap of faith and being like, I'm not going to regret this the rest yeah, of my life. Exactly. Cause you can't undo it once it's in the <clears throat> lost in a landfill. 
Yeah. Yeah. So kind of on a similar note, what is something I could have done better throughout the years during this process of encouraging you to get rid of stuff? I think you just like I wanted to save everything. You wanted to like boot everything, you know, and I think and although it like it was hard and we came to compromise, I think something that would help somebody in my shoes, not saying like you owe me this or anything, but, um, or anybody would owe anybody any of that, but, um, kind of like when you go to the gym, like, you know, when you start to work out, like some people go, Oh, I'm going to go three days a week and work out for like two hours a day for like three days a week. Right. And it's way more habit forming and effective when you're starting out to like maybe work, do 20 minutes a day, six days a week you know, cause then you stick to it, you know, and you get, you build up the habit of going through that, you know, you get in the gym and you do it and it's fast and you're out. And then like, you're like, Oh, this, I can do this. And then like, as your body gets used to it, and as you get used to it and it becomes more of a habit, you can, you know, you can expand that into more, do two a days, do more and like, you know, whatever. But like when you start out shorter and more frequently. And so I think like maybe there was lots of times when, you know, we, let's say we could shave 10% off or we could shave like 50% off. And I think where we fought was like when we, you know, did fight all the, you know, at least in the beginning for sure we fought, um, not fought, but you know, like, you know, had like maybe disagreements or it was, it was more tension. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so not saying that it's like your fault or anything. Cause it isn't, it's my, it was like my fault for having all that stuff. No, but, both of us had a lot of room for improvement of how yeah. we, the different, it wasn't a fault thing. It was yeah. both of us had communication problems and, and yeah, lack yeah, yeah, of empathy yeah, yeah, yeah. for the other person. There yeah, was a yeah. lot of things we both could have done better. Yeah. But, um, I would say, so I, to, so to land this plane, long story long, <laughs> I think, um, if, we did it and we're like, Hey, let's get in there and do this. And then we were to go quickly through knock out 10% into the trash or into the goodwill or whatever, and then call it, you know? And even though you're like, dude, you do not need 47, um, spatulas, spatulas, right? Well, we got rid of one of them. And then next time we do it, we get rid of two of them. Next time we do it, we get rid of three of them, you know? And then eventually I wanted your muscle to be strong enough to get rid of 96 of the 97 spatulas on day one, on day one. Yeah. And so, and that was too much. And like, I sprained a, 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 I sprained a minimalist muscle or something. I like tore it clean off. And then, you know, it was uh, tough. And then I had to, you know, I was on the stage. And then it probably made it even harder for you to want to continue the process because it was so painful. It's like traumatic. It's it's a traumatic event. And I think you're absolutely right. I did that. I, I wanted you to, you know, Dr. Tracy talked about this last week on the podcast is similar analogy that you had given about the mountain is that like, you know, we have climbed up the mountain at least halfway up and then we turn to our partners and want them to join us and expect them to immediately be where we are on the mountain. And like, um, it, they're still at the base of the mountain. Like they mm-hmm. still need to climb and build those muscles and get to where we have gotten ourselves. And I, I think as partners, we just kind of had these expectations that like, if I communicate it enough or if I reason enough mm-hmm. with this person, they're going to agree with me that they don't need 97 spatulas when in reality, like you said, I think I really could have just been much more gentle about being like, Hey, you did a great job getting rid of that spatula you didn't need instead of being focusing on the 95 other ones I wanted you to get rid of. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, 
Yeah. Anyway. Well, and I think it would have made the process smoother in the long run because like after the first couple of times we went through stuff, it was such a, there was so much tension. Then, then you really avoided going through stuff with me again until it got to a place where it wasn't always painful to do so. Right. Like we could have avoided all of that avoidance. Like we could have avoided the avoidance if I had been more gentle to begin with, I would say. Yeah. And, and I guess like, and like, and I feel like one, like you see the end and you see like the promised land and you're like, Hey, let's go. Like we we're, we can get there. Let's, let's go. And and so like, you want to drive that. And then too, like some of the things, like I live in the world of 97 spatulas and you're just like, and you're, this is like not in your universe. And it's so you, not. and so you cannot understand how like in your brain just cannot wrap its mind around like why somebody would need 97 spatulas. So it's really hard to communicate. And you'll be like, this spatula is perfect for grilled cheese. This spatula is perfect for pancakes. This spatula is perfect for this pan. And this spatula is perfect for this pan. I like the length of this one for this one. This one, I'm like, I would flip every single cooked item with my bare hands if I could. (laughs) To not have that conversation. Truly. Okay, so that was definitely something I could have done better. What's something that I did well that helped you get to a place where you're not as attached to stuff mm, well i think i think when i think just doing that just i mean you did it just at not at the level i needed maybe it were or at first you definitely didn't and um or it would start out something like that and then like and when i think when you did that it was like it was great and then i did what um did you you know when we were we were very positive about the first you know oh when i started percent. getting more yeah, positive yeah, yeah, yeah. about yourself yeah and i think that was good and then like and i think we had better conversations about you know it wasn't just like hey why would you ever have this or something it was more like oh you know that's neat that was really cool like like do you really like you know and asking questions like do you really think you're going to do that or is that like consistent you know it was like kind of cool like, like you you honored what it was and the story and the memory and whatever. And then, and then like exercised it. You, you know? were ready to let it go. Exercise the demon. I did notice know? that the more questions I ask, like, how did you get like into you DJ? In- What's your favorite place you've ever DJed? What was your favorite thing? What was the hardest thing about DJing? The more I asked you about the DJing, the more you were ready to let it go. Yeah. I think it's an eye closure. And then you, and you validated it. You had, so that I know that like just throwing this value away, right? Like it had value in that, like my person, like cared about it and like saw some like coolness or some interest in it and was like, Oh, this is neat. Da da da. Tell me more. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Now we can like, now this thing that you did primarily before you met me, like that's a cool chapter in your life. And I honor that. And Hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we close that chapter? Cause I'm not really doing it anymore. And you know, and move, we're moving on to other things, you know? And so, so I did get, you know, that nugget of, satisfaction of satisfaction out of it yeah you know? I got and it's the, not me just critiquing it and being like oh like it's so dumb that you have all this dj stuff that you don't even need yeah because now I, not only did i not succeed but now i'm like you know feeling a dumb dumb for doing it or whatever, yeah you know whereas instead it was wow you you did you spend all this time investing this you know your time in it and then um and wow that was really cool I'm glad you did that because now I, uh, you know, cause that makes me love you more. That's another thing to add to the list for things I love you about. Cause like, wow, you were a good DJ. I don't know. Or whatever. Yeah. You know? No, but it's you true. Can it's flip true. A because, pancake. I, no, because I respected you. It's because yeah, I respected respect, your choices you know? and yeah. your history and yeah. what made you, you and yeah. all of that. Um, 
So what was your experience with me decluttering my own stuff? Did that inspire you at all? Just by me not even touching your yeah. stuff and oh, yeah. only touching my stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. If I'm like, wow, she can like, she's got all these sweaters or something like that. These oversized sweaters. But- <laughs> Or whatever. And then like Don't at me and my oversized sweater collection. No, okay? or whatever. I don't know. And she's like, you know what, this is cool. Let's get rid of this. So let's you know, we can get rid of that. Or like, you know, I don't wear this, you know, or And you liked how or, my closet looked. Yeah, and yeah, and it was great. And like and I could see my side of the closet and then I could see your side of the closet and how much more practical it is. And you go in and you look wonderful and like I go in and I like I have these button ups from like high school that like nobody should have ever worn <laughs> let alone me let alone it should still exist in my closet that's like not for like a 90s costume party or something like you know like maybe the pair of junko jeans but you know we'll save that one for a you know for later but you know everything else you know like let's get get out of it so i mean i guess the encouragement here is that like they're really it really does make our partners want to declutter more when we focus on our stuff and they see the results yeah, of our side, yeah. you know, of the closet or whatever. And like I organized Aaron's entire side of the closet relatively recently, actually. But then I, I feel like that helped you want to declutter because I organized it and made it look really good. But then you were like, oh, this could, could be better. better. Yeah, it could be better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So what? What's your favorite space that we've decluttered and why? And I wrote some down, like we've got, we've really decluttered wires and gadgets. Mm-hmm. We've decluttered the garage. We just did um, your closet is another one that I said, what's been like your favorite one that makes you just feel so much better? I mean, definitely the garage. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hands down. Because like, again, my dream is to, has always been to be like, you know, quick we need this and i can go boom i got it i need you guys to know Open when i say quick we need this in his head he's like quick we need a model size submarine i got you <laughs> and i put open the drawer go to m some go to s comma m and then we're good good yellow submarine yeah. yellow submarine we got it we got it yep it's Let's never go. going to be anything that practical it's going to be like quick we need a seven tier cake stand all right. We Please have a, hey, that. we have a wedding emergency. <laughs> we need more cake. I got you. Right? Um, okay. So uh, that. But now I can't. And the point is now I can do that. Now you can immediately get your tools and start building a seven tier cake stand. Exactly. I can go. Yeah. I know exactly where look... everything is in the garage. Exactly. I don't, you know, I don't have to be like, ah, oh, I know exactly where this thing should be, but it isn't there. Right. Uh, and then not only am I not succeeding in the thing that i wanted to succeed in which is have that thing ready to go you know and to be effective and to help out everybody but now it's you know i need to buy another one right and it's the worst it's annoying because now i have two of them yes or four of them so what would you say that now you feel Mm -hmm. like like as a whole how do you feel now when i say hey babe i want to really go through uh whatever room this week i really want to go declutter xyz area or like hey there's still the two boxes in the garage that you didn't get to when we cleaned out the garage can do you mind decluttering those in the next couple of weeks how I do feel you feel better. now i feel better you watch, don't feel the defenses no 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 i don't i mean like i how feel you... like a little like a little twinge of like <laughs> but like i'm i know it's for the good of the the order <laughs> but like i mean as a whole do you feel like living in a decluttered space and house like has given you new mindset on stuff yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it. Lo- it just looks so much better. So, so much lighter. 
Like, I feel like I can do things because I'm not like under heaps of stuff, you know, like it's, it's much easier to keep things clean. Like <clears throat> within a, within a couple minutes, you know, I can clean the counter or put everything away, put the kids toys away. And then it's like, and then from there we can do whatever the next thing is. And it's not like, Oh, well, We'll never get there. We'll just like pile it back on top of the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Do you feel like there's any form of like uh, a pressure that you've let yourself, like you don't have all these different hobbies staring at you being yeah. like, you've never done me and you never will. Like now that you've only pared it down to ones that are practical for you, do you feel like there's less pressure from all your stuff reminding you of all these like quote failures? Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get like a free time and you're like, oh, I'm going to get like, I'm going to go watch a show. And then there's like a thousand things to watch and you just end up clicking through everything and you never like settle on anything. If there's only one channel, then you watch what's on that channel. Or, you know, then if I pare down the hobby, then I'm actually going to get something done. And then I'm like, oh, I've got three hobbies to choose from or 10 hobbies to choose from. I can choose the one thing or like, you know, as opposed to one million hobbies and I have, you know, I'll, by the time I go through the, the you know, do you feel a, list, a, like a better up. sense of contentment too? Like because I noticed yeah. you know you don't shop as much as you used to, like buying all the gadgets and getting the all the cool different little Instagrammable <clears throat> things. Not Instagrammable, I should say more like the ads that get you on Instagram, being like, oh, you should get this. They know me. <laughs> they do know. And you, you know what? I'm cool with it. But like, do you feel a greater sense of contentment? Like, okay, I don't actually need that. Do you feel any happier? Or are you just yeah. more? Yeah, I, I mean, I feel contentment. Like, I don't need that stuff. And, and like, getting rid of a bunch of stuff has put into perspective, like, why? Like, and, like, this is great. And this is me. And they, like, nailed it. The, the algorithm has nailed me. And then, but it's, like, it's hilarious. I was, like, that is me. And then I can move on. You know, but I don't need it. This is going to pile on. When am I going to really do it? It's just going to be extra, extra in the house. You know, and it's me helping me reach other goals, right? Like meeting uh, savings goals and like savings for retirement goals and like 529s for the kids and things like that. Like there's a lot of other things by not buying a bunch of extra stuff that you, you know, we can, you know, then I feel I'm a lot happier and a lot more peace knowing that I'm also thinking ahead for yeah. other things. Like I'm covering my foundation. I'm covering my base. Or, and it's forcing me to get into the hobbies that I had, that like to re to hit play and you know get back on the mountain and climb the rest of the way on some of these things because it's like oh, I you know I've cut back on all the hobbies. There's only these this many hobbies left. Let's let's finish this, you know. Yeah, and since you've decluttered so much of those big ideas, so many of those big ideas, that when you get a new one, I feel like you're less likely to just like jump on it because you're more aware of having had to let ones go and the ones that you've decided to keep. Like you've just been so much more intentional with where you want to be able to spend your time that you're not as easily distracted by like new <clears throat> and better and different. Now yeah. you're more, I've seen you still remain more focused on the ones that like, Ex have excited you in the past and you're, yeah. you're just not like you don't see a squirrel anymore yeah i th i think things out more maybe i'll do the research i'll like figure it out virtually and then i'll just leave it at that and if someday i find that this is something i want to take to the end i have a folder on a computer as opposed to you know several bins of you know hobby stuff of like underwater basket weaving <laughs> looms in the garage or something <laughs> like that you know Oh my God, uh, it's just like so not far at all from the realm of possibility yeah. in terms of things that we used to find in the garage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, babe, 
I am just so grateful for you being super honest and for sharing your kind of side of things, because I think most people listening to this podcast are more similar probably to me in the sense that they are ready and they want to, and they, they are ready to kind of change their lives and declutter and live with less. Um, and sometimes struggle with a partner who is like not there, you know? And so I think this will be really beneficial. Hopefully people can listen to it with their partner. Um, but I just, I love you and I'm proud of us. I mean, we've made some serious strides in terms of how we communicate and like work through these differences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think we're cool. I think we're the coolest. Yeah, we are. All right, guys. You're cool. I'm not going to ask Aaron the usual questions I ask people, unless you really want to tell people something like you're looking forward to right now. I am looking forward to taking our van with the kiddos to go on some more adventures, you know, and I feel a lot freer now that we, you know, that the garage is emptier. Like I feel like I can work on perfect the van. We can get that thing going out there. And that's, that's a fun hobby. That's going to be great to make some memories with the kids. So. Oh, babe. I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah. All right. Well, happy Valentine's day and I'll see you next week. Give me a kiss. Good job, babe. Thanks. You just listened to an episode of Pairing Down with me, Shannon Laco. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean the world if you can leave a review wherever you listen and share this episode with a friend. Those reviews really are what keeps a podcast on its feet for the long haul. And I will read every single one with a huge smile on my face. So thank you ahead of time. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Pairing Down Podcast, where I offer lots of tips and inspiration for pairing down, along with what's new here on the podcast. Till next time.